You're listening to Ignite, a podcast by students and teachers for students and teachers at Knox STEM Academy. I'm your host, Leslie Hicks, media specialist here at Knox STEM Academy, and thanks for joining us as you listen to Ignite. Sequoia Regional Library's summer reading program begins this June, and we've got a treat for animal lovers everywhere. Come to your local public library in June and July for a bunch of fun and free family events like a visit from Sioux Atlanta, special story times, and a chance to meet exotic animals and birds up close. You can look for our full list of events by going to sequoiaregionallibrary.org and clicking on the word calendar at the top of the page. So how do you register for the library's summer reading program? You sign up on Beanstack, the library's online portal where you can log the books you've read, complete challenges to win prizes, and earn badges for activities you complete. Readers can sign up for summer reading on Beanstack individually or as a family. Visit sequoiaregionallibrary.beanstack.org or download the app to your smartphone or device. So gallop on over to your local library and unleash the reading animal inside you with the summer reading program. Families, get excited. Our BOGO Book Fair is coming up in May. Remember, this is when you buy one item and you get one for free. Our BOGO Book Fair dates are May 17th through the 21st. But you can actually go to our online fair, which opens earlier and closes later. The dates for our online fair are May 12th through May 25th. If you would like to set up an e-wallet for your student to use instead of sending in cash or check, then you can actually set that e-wallet up on April 26th. That's when that is open and available to you for them to use at our in-person fair, May 17th through the 21st. This BOGO fair is a great opportunity for you to stock up on plenty of summer reads or to maybe even use that BOGO and get that free item to gift your child's teacher so that they can put that in their classroom library. Lots of possibilities with the BOGO Book Fair, and we just want to thank all our families that support our book fairs. Hi, Ms. Gramsa here. Do you know what White Nose Syndrome is? If not, listen to the podcast as our third grade digital students have a discussion about white nose syndrome and the effects that it is having in our bat population. Hi, my name is Chelsea, and this is our bat episode. Today we are going to talk about how bats need our help and how we need to help them. So, how about we just get started with the episode? Hi, I'm Mackenzie, and today I'm going to tell you about white nose syndrome and how bats are getting it. White nose syndrome is a disease bats get when they hibernate because it grows on caves, and then when they hibernate, it grows on them too. So then they just start spreading it, and that's how bats are getting white nose syndrome. Bye. Do you enjoy figuring out a mystery? We hope you have your listening ears ready for some interesting stories you are about to hear in this podcast. 
Mrs. Gorgeous here, bringing you a special set of short stories and investigations about everyday items. We have fifth graders who are going to share their writings in the style of Paul Harvey. If you're familiar with Paul Harvey, his stories were those of high interest and fascination. Sit back and enjoy these selections as they are read by fifth grade students in the AIM program. For more than three decades, from the 1970s to his death in 2009, Paul Harvey would address his millions of listeners six days a week, giving them the backstory to people, things, and events, both famous and not so known. A longtime lover of history, a love cultivated by a single mother who raised him after his policeman father was killed. Harvey made waves early, getting his first radio gig at just age 14. But Paul Harvey was also a delightful history teacher, with a velvety voice that turned the news into a narrative and entertainment each week on his segment, The Rest of the Story. And now for some student versions. Not All Heroes Wear Capes by Addie, Sydney, and Maggie. A few thousand years ago, people didn't know how to take care of themselves. They needed a solution to promote personal cleanliness. Each person was concerned that their health was at stake. Mandible issues were a big deal, yet nobody knew the solution. In a cultured country during the Tang Dynasty, an official thought of chew sticks. They used a thin twig with a frayed end and would chew on it for several minutes. This was the solution the population was looking for. Many people thought of the inventor of the chew stick as their hero. Later in the years, people found better ways to evolve the chew stick including making the wood smoother, making the entire invention more durable, and softer material at the end. You can give all the credit for evolving the chew stick to William Adiz. This new and improved version of the chew stick was not invented until later years in 1938. And here's the rest of the story. To keep up with the times, people have made it electric, chargeable, and travel-sized. Each year, about 3.5 billion of these are sold. This invention also promotes other products and helps them thrive. William Adiz is truly a hero to all because he evolved the tooth stick as something you may know as the toothbrush. Now you know the rest of the story. And this next one is by Elena and Alifair. He was born sometime around 280 AD. He lived in Patara near Mira, which is now known as the modern day Turkey. This monk was known for his much-admired kindness and his pity. He was the subject of many legends. One of the sacred legends says that he saved three poor sisters from being sold to slavery by their father. Of course, over the years, this monk's popularity was beginning to grow, and he was known as protector of children and sailors. His feast day is celebrated on the anniversary of his death. December 6th, he sacrificed a lot and one of those sacrifices was losing all his inherited wealth so he could travel and help the sick and poor. This monk, which was born around 280 AD, is still in our hearts today. He was considered a myth, however, we both know he isn't. He is known by Saint Nicholas, or as we usually call him, Santa Claus. And now you know the rest of the story. A Space Experience by Rebecca Known to everybody as Ham, he was born in Cameroon, Central Africa, in 1957. His life had a lot of adventures. A few years later, he was taken to Alamogordo, North Carolina, to do some space training, where he spent most of his time working. It took a while, but he soon mastered it. After training, he was launched into space in 1961 at Cape Canaveral, Florida. 
His flight lasted 16 and a half minutes. The flight was a success. No severe injuries were found besides a bruised nose. News spread around the world about his accomplishment. NASA's Project Mercury program worked. As he was being put on the airplane to go back to his new home in North Carolina, one of his instructors from NASA came over and said, Ham, how does it feel to be the first chimpanzee in space? And now you know the rest of the story. This next one is by Caven. There was a man named Cornelius Vanderbilt eating at Moon's Lake House in 1853. Vanderbilt was displeased with the fried potatoes the chef, George Crumb, was serving him, so he told Crumb to cut it thin. Crumb did as he was asked, but was told to cut it thinner multiple times, so he decided to cut it as thin as possible and fry it. He covered it with salt and served it to Vanderbilt. Crumb expected more displeasure from his customer, but Vanderbilt loved it. Now the biggest industry for that product sells for over $1 billion a year. This potato was the potato chip. And that's the rest of the story. Wolf by Leila, Maddie, Sarah, and Sersha. Our story starts with a man named Wolf. He had many mental illnesses such as bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and psychopathy. He was also very intelligent and witty, but we see later in life how he used these strengths. In March 1933, he first came to power when Germany was in a Great Depression. He was a power-hungry dictator that started an entire world war. Here are some fun facts. He was an atheist, which explains why he was so against religious people and even went on to kill millions of them. Wolf was also a vegetarian, which meant that he cared more about animals than he did about humans. He also had a cat named Blondie throughout the war that he kept safe. On the night of April 30th, 1945, he killed himself in an underground bunker, and his name was Adolf Hitler. And now you know the rest of the story. The next one is by Odin. Dark war was happening. Lives were being lost. Meanwhile, in England, Mars wanted to send a sweet surprise to the soldiers fighting in the war. And he wanted to send sweet, delicate chocolate. But he couldn't. He couldn't send chocolate since the chocolate would melt before it got to the battlegrounds. So he had to think of something. Something that could make it so the chocolate wouldn't melt. Then he had an idea. But he needed the help of someone else for this idea. So he got the help from Murray. Someone who works for the establishing company Hershey's Chocolate. Once Morris had explained his brilliant idea, Murray knew just what they needed. When they were finished, they sent the sweet chocolate surprise off and it had arrived to the gloomy soldiers. It was a success. They had covered the chocolate in a hard, sugary cover, and they called the little chocolates M&Ms. And now you know the rest of the story. The Chocolatey Tree by Ethan, Alice, and Kaya. There once was a woman named Ruth who owned a dessert shop in Massachusetts. It was 1939. She lived in a town with her husband, Kenneth. One day, she was making pastries in the kitchen when she ran out of a key ingredient, nuts. Ingredients were scarce in these times during the Great Depression. She happened to have a bar of Nestle chocolate that she had received from Andrew Nestle himself, so Ruth decided to chop that up and replace the nuts. This simple choice created one of the most popular desserts in the world. You may know their name. Chocolate chip cookies. Now, seven billion of these cookies are sold in just a year. Now you know the rest of the story.
The Summer Suite by Alice, Kaya, and Ethan. This story begins with an 11-year-old boy named Frank. He lived in San Francisco, and one day he decided to mix some sugary soda powder with water. He then left it out overnight. Can you guess what it is? Well, the next day he came outside and discovered that the mixture that he had put out overnight had frozen. He tasted it and decided it was delicious. Afterward, he started selling it to people in his neighborhood. Little did the curious 11-year-old boy know, he had made the world-famous icy treat now known as a popsicle. Now, more than 2 billion popsicles are sold in the time frame of a year. And, and now, now you know, know the rest of the story. Hello, Knox Elementary Knights. This is Bonnie Clark, author of Taste Your Words. I had so much fun virtually visiting your school the other day, and I loved hearing all the kind, yummy words that you guys thought up. Plus, it was really fun doing the Bean Boozle Taste Your Words Challenge. Thanks to everyone who's purchased one of my books. Don't forget, you can leave a great review on Amazon. That's super helpful. And if you would still like to purchase one, you can go to bonnieclarkbooks.com. There are links to purchase there at pretty much every major online retailer and some stores. Don't forget, there's fun activities and color pages there too. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Don't forget, taste your words. Bye. We want to wish our third, fourth, and fifth grade Knox Knights good luck on Milestones. Milestones for third grade is April 27th through the 29th. For fourth grade, it's May 4th through the 6th. And for fifth grade, it is May 11th through the 13th. We know they have been working so hard this year to prepare for those, and they are going to do great. A few tips and reminders to get ready for the test. Make sure that you get at least nine hours of sleep. So, parents, make sure that they are going to bed on time, getting all of that rest. Maybe even have a little earlier of a bedtime during their testing days. Eat a healthy breakfast each day. Make sure that it's kind of low sugar cereals and foods. Make sure you're getting some healthy breakfast items in. Bring or buy a good lunch. We want to make sure that we're not only fueling our body, but we know that that helps fuel our mind. It's very important to come to school on time. Parents, remember, 735 is the tardy bell. So we want you to be at school on time every day, but especially on testing days. So nobody feels rushed and everybody feels calm and ready. Also know that if students come in later on those days, they will not be able to go into testing rooms once testing has started. So again, it's really important to make sure your student is here on time. Students, if you're having any nerves or anxiousness about the test, just talk to your parents about it and know that you can talk with your teacher, school counselors, but just take a few deep breaths because we know that you're gonna do great. Some words of affirmation that you can tell yourself at home and in your mind during the test are things like, I can do this, I know this, I am capable, and I am smart. We have some very bright nights here, and we know that you're going to do just fine. 
At the end of your testing day, go home and talk to your parents and family about how you did. They are already so proud of you, and we are so proud of you as well. So good luck, third, fourth, and fifth grade. We know you're going to do great. Make sure to follow Joseph Knox Elementary School on Facebook or at Knox ES Knights on Twitter. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Ignite. Thank you for listening.